Background. Well, I do. I have the chair earlier. You're how old are you? 61. 61 years old. Today. Today. Yeah, that's right. Happy birthday. Yes, thank you. And you started You started working when you were seven years old? Uh, well, my dad was always a um, self-employed. Where were, you, where were you before you came up to Alaska? First six years was in Northern California. You were born and raised in Northern California? I was born in Northern, Northern California, Susanville. And then you came up to Alaska. Because it's rare. When I came up to Alaska in the 90s, it was, it was difficult to find anybody who was born and raised in Alaska. Right. I actually worked with somebody. The first person I ever worked with was, was born and raised in Alaska. And, the, but it, by far, everybody else I worked with, everybody came from somewhere. I yes, came from somewhere. Exactly. You know, last frontier, it's always been. Yeah, exactly. Everybody migrates to the last frontier. That's right. And when the work dries up, because it's a big military influence. And uh, when the military dries up, or when the military, when the deployment's done, the way they go. And when, when work dries up, a lot of time, a lot of people move out of Alaska. Yes, they do. And so, you know, it's hard to find somebody born, raised, steady, living in Alaska. Right. Not so much now, more so now than it used to be. That's for sure. Right. Definitely more people. You know, back in in the in the sixties, it was all because of the military bases. Right. Now that's what brought us up. My uncle was stationed at Eilson Air Force Base in sixty sixty through sixty three, and uh, he called his little brother and said, "Get your butt up here, man. There's opportunity." The opportunity. That's the one the thing we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Off mic was opportunity. That's the one thing Alaska always seems to offer. It offers any opportunity for the one that's aggressive He's enough did, to go after. Yeah, somebody who's aggressive enough and wants right. to go after, there's always opportunity to do something right. somewhere. So you can say the same thing down in lower 48. Yes. If you want to work, you can work. But here, the reward for that effort is probably a little better than what you'd run into. It, it, it's on a higher level. Yeah. Yeah. And but the the opportunity is is there for anybody and everybody if they're willing to apply. True, true statement. So you, you started. So you've been working. So as we were discussing earlier, you you started driving the Hall Road steady in 1990. Mm, yeah, pretty Summer's much. Around, yeah, driving the Hall Road. Yeah. You, I, I was pulling tanker then at that time. Tanker. Tanker. Lovely. Yeah, I was with PTI for probably four years. I see. Now, I started with tankers back in in the middle 80s with Jack Wright at North Pole Fuel. So you pull fuel primarily in tankers? Yes. For mm -hmm. me, you pull all my tankers, but you yes, pull I, I LVT. Do. Yes. Yeah, LVT. Mineral mm -hmm. oil. The Mineral oil. So that road, the difference, we were talking about the road, and that's what, it, this, that's what this always gets down to is driving a road and the challenges that the road has. You were, you were driving that road you were back in 70s, 75? And, and, uh, well, yeah, no, 75, I was still in school because I graduated at 17 years old in 73. So they started building the road in 75. 75. But what I was doing was I was running heavy equipment. I was building the road at the same time we were building the pipeline. I see. I never got to Prudhoe Bay while we were constructing the road or the pipeline. In 90, when I finally got to Prudhoe, I was amazed at the infrastructure. That was there? It, that was there. I mean... With a lack thereof in some spots? Well, <laughs> on, on the road, but uh, all these modules, you know, everybody got to see in the news 
the big sea lifts, 22 barges coming to Alaska all the way from Panama, Louisiana, the East Coast. They come through Panama and come up here and they say a barge. Well, you know, our barges here are 60 by 200. These barges that came up are 200 by 800. They carry four modules that weigh 4,180 tons. Not pounds, but tons. That it's, it's phenomenal what they did to build Prudhoe Bay up the way it is today. It's definitely a different bird than what it used to be. Yes, it is. But it's still challenging and exciting in its own way. It is. Still oh. big stuff. Still oh. when they move a drill rig, they move it complete, all on wheels. Yes. Biggest four houses put together. Uh, a city block. A city block on some of them. Yeah, on its own little world right there. It's all con- self-contained. Definitely different, different world. Yes, and the, the guys that, that work the rigs are a totally different breed of worker. From what the, yeah, yeah. they are now, especially from what mm-hmm. they used to be to what they are now. You know, when I was first up there, well, actually, I was up there probably in the middle 80s, uh, okay. pulling fuel. And I was watching the, the drills then, you know, I'd be only be up there for a couple hours at a time. But all the drills were on skid irons. They didn't have tires and wheels then. They skidded them. Dragged them around. Drag, drug them around. They dismantled them. Yeah, but pe- people don't understand, though. Like, the roads, the infrastructure that they put in there, the dirt roads that they move on, they can go to a pad. They'll build a pad somewhere. So it's all flat tundra, no trees. Right. And so you get out there, and you set up a drill rig, and, and it could be there for a long time. A year. Yeah, and then the wintertime comes around, which is... October, November, December, they can build. They start building ice roads out across the tundra. They just start squirting water on there and make a road. Go out there and squirt a bunch of water, make a big old pad, and, and put it on there, and, and start dragging a rig Drill out of there, and start drilling, drilling for three to four months, and then get out of there before it breaks up and melts. That that equates to a minimal footprint. Zero footprint. In, a lot of them. In, well, there's always going to be a little bit of a footprint that shows, but it's going to be minimized as much as they possibly can and that's the goal is actually zero footprint from the way i understand it when these pads are done and everything's dried when up when they leave it's either a pull plug and abandoned or they have a pipe sticking out of the ground and just got a pipe no christmas tree or anything it's just Nothing. capped off sealed that's off. it and they got to pull the pull the pad gravels pull the pad gravels if there's any gravel on there yes it's definitely definitely different Different doing, that's for sure. Yes. So when you're hauling for me, you're hauling flatbed freight primarily for I, uh, our, tanker our, or flatbed? Our primary uh, material that we haul is flatbed. We do we do quite a bit of bulker. There is cements and cements, uh, bar and bar. frac sand. And a lot of our frac sand will, is going up on flatbeds. Super sacks. Super sacks. Super sacks. That's uh, anywhere from 2,200 to 4,000 pound sacks. And we'll cut the sacks into bulkers. Right. Up there in Prudhoe. You've got that little elevator that we built to... uh, We put them out in the site. Yep. mm -hmm. Definitely hands-on. Water, hot water if we have to. to It it is pretty much labor-intensive. Yeah. 
Yeah, I but mean, as far as the driving, that's a, that's what I put this podcast together. It's it's, it's geared towards drivers. Well, you know, we, yeah, it, we, we're looking. You know, everybody for an adventure. The problem, I shouldn't say the problem, or what everybody becomes familiar with is is ice road truckers. And right. Seen enough with Carlisle, the first original series of ice road truckers, not the Canadian version. Right. That, that that's a joke. Yeah. It's all it's all interesting. It, it is, it's, but it's interesting. I mean, especially the stuff. I mean, what Carlisle does or had done, especially with that show, it brought a lot of, a lot of, a lot of attention. Yeah. To, to, to what was it? It's kind of rough when you put a podcast together right above your shop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's part of the the work that is done in order for the drivers to be able to go up and down this road. <laughs> Tore up a bunch of equipment. We just had a bunch of belly dumps come back in off a job, and that's what they're trying to fix up now. So we can go out on another job. So we can job. go and do another job and tear them up some more. Right. Um, you know, there, there is a big difference between line haul drivers, uh, dirt drivers, or belly dumpers, yep. and side dumpers. Yep. Uh, sure, you might be a, a good belly dumper, but that doesn't mean you're going to be a uh, a top-notch side dumper. Right. Uh, anybody that has never tipped over a side dump or or even a belly dump <laughs> need not apply because it's going to happen. If they say, I'll never do that. Uh, they don't, don't, don't go there. <laughs> well, the only reason you're bringing that up is when you dump that one belly dump over you, turn the belly dump into a side dump. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and oh yeah it was uh, quite a little rodeo there that I think yeah, as far as informational wise um, flatbedders is our primary what we look for is our flatbedders and, and somebody to, for flatbed it's kind of rough with all the noise downstairs isn't it <laughs> what do we get that what do we get to edit out? We can't edit out the the flatulence. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but we can just cut that whole segment out there. What are you marking down from times. what to what times? Yeah. yeah. Um, get yeah. hot up here. Turn off my air conditioner. Can't turn that we can't open the door. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, yeah. But uh, you know, we we do have still have a lot of opportunity for for drivers to that are. Well, my goal here in putting this podcast together is to reach out and try to find some guys that want to right. come up here and take this on as a right. challenger. But uh, I, I'll say it to the drivers now: have your act together. Know what you're doing. Know how to take care of a truck. Know how what you're going to be getting into. Know how to tie down loads. Know how to read the road. There's a rough spot in the road. you got to slow down. This is not that's, pavement. That's the hardest thing for me to convey to anybody that's looking for a job is for them to understand that the, this is a challenging road. Everybody's, oh, i got 20 years' experience, over right. a million miles, no accidents. Well, that's a start. But, but they're talking about on big Flat roads. pavement, yeah. Flat pavement. Uh, if you're a logger. And you've had your own logging truck, and you've been working in the Pacific Northwest, or even in the Appalachias, 
or the Rocky Mountains, come and see us. <laughs> see the opportunities that we can provide. Well, it takes you. a special person to want yes. to come up here in the first place. Yes. And then what I find is, is the one thing that keeps a whole lot of people from making the transition is fear. Is they're, they're afraid of the change and they're afraid of coming right. up here and taking on right. a challenge. And, you know, a lot of times they're moving on just because they're trying to better themselves. You know, and so what we've tried to do is, that's why I try to provide some of the, the, the camp to stay in. Right, the amenities that, that is needed. Try to take out some of those, the big question mark, you know, what, right. what am I going to do? The hardest thing for somebody to do is to feed two families at the same time, feed two places. Right. You know? so, so I try to that's you know, keep the people that come up busy enough to where they're going to live in their trucks for a while. Plus they have a camp here, a place of rest, mm-hmm. the, the, the get themselves grounded. Right. That's what I can't, that's my goal here is we're, you know, we're putting up apartments and stuff ourselves is to mm-hmm. go from a, a, I call it a, a cap, a cap program is what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And it's the camp, you come in and you initially own a camp and then as far as apartments, we're going to have, we have apartments available for, for people. And then so do I. <laughs> you got an apartment too? Yeah, I, yeah, this thing. So, but you try to help find the guys right. find a place for an apartment. And then it's uh, permanent housing, and to ultimately roll them into making them an right. active resident, yes, and a participating resident mm-hmm. in the state of Alaska. And uh, it's worked out well. It does work out well. Uh, we we do have a, a bit of a training program that you know for for the drivers that do come up and want to try this out. Well, that's kind of where you weed a whole bunch of drivers yes. out because if you, you put them through your training program, and it's some of it's written, some of it's unwritten. And basically, yeah. the, the unwritten part is it's real simple. If you're willing to listen, you're willing to learn, and then we're willing to take the time with you, and you're, you're, yeah. you're willing. If you don't, if you got all the the driver has all the answers, is one that usually ends up getting himself hurt. Right. Or hurt somebody else. And that's exactly. what we try to avoid. Mm-hmm. And that's what we. Um, I've, I have noticed that a lot of the drivers that come up here uh, have the, the mentality of, Faster is more money. That's and tough, especially when you watch it on the ice road truckers. It, it and get is. Back to the Faster is not more money. No, no. Because this road will tear up a truck. The The difference between doing 60 miles an hour versus 45 miles an hour is an extra day in the shop for repairs. Yeah. So, consequently, you lose all the time that you gain by going fast. In the shop. Everybody's wondering. Everybody wants wants to know the answer to the question. You don't have to answer this one if you don't want to. I can answer it. How much money do you make a year? Gross between eighty and a hundred thousand. Gross. I I take home between sixty eight and eighty thousand. That's my take home every year. My best year was a hundred and twelve thousand. Gross. If we go now, that's the base. If somebody does two trips a week, two trips a week, they're going to take home thirteen hundred a week. And thirteen they, to fifteen hundred a week is what their their basic take home will be, depending on their dependents that they claim. The, you go to the other side of that coin too. If you're doing two trips a week, I mean, gross in a year, that's going to come out to a hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand bucks for for two trips a week. The two trips a week and do hundred thousand. Yes. So why don't exactly. you make a hundred thousand? Huh? Why don't you make a hundred thousand? Because I drive a little bit slower. I'm a little bit more cautious than other people, and I don't hammer myself. In the last three years, I've had medical issues where I've been off work 
anywhere from one to four months at a time in the last three years. Back in 09, I was off work for four months. I still grossed $70,000. So you're familiar with some few of our other drivers and our top, our top driver yes. made just shy of $150,000. Really? Yeah. Is that one of those that stayed in Prudhoe or one on the road? Both. Did everything. Absolutely right. everything. Okay. Didn't have the strings of a, you know, right. a, a family and other, mm-hmm. you know, basically Somebody did li- everything. Lived on the road. Wanted to live on the road, live on right. the Davis-Bacon work that we do, right. belly dumping, side dumping. I don't cook. Lived on, yeah, lived, it lived in Prudhoe for our frack. Yeah, you know, exactly. Jumped in a fracking support and then just, mm-hmm. and that, they basically disappeared into the system. They were a exactly. rock wherever they went to, exactly. and which is totally fine because if they're out there making the money, then we're making the money. Sonic boom. So, but yeah, uh, just just for for driving is is, you know, it's still. Uh, That's a good living. Eighty thousand dollars per for two trips a week. Uh, you t- got two and a half days into a trip. That's five days. Take two days off. Or, but everybody says that Alaska is more expensive to live. Uh, definitely. It is, but then if you want to compare it to Hawaii, or even to Seattle, Hawaii, it's it's par. It's the same. If you deal with the Pacific Northwest, maybe there's four to six percent difference in yeah. the cost of living. I think the internal stuff for me it, it seems to be a lifestyle change, because up here things like fresh fruits and things like that are just going to be a little more. Yes, they will. That, you know, that's that's, a, that's a six you, to seven. You don't have you don't have a sales tax. You don't have an income tax. You don't have right. your property taxes are probably about par for the course. But if you're renting, I a place, don't have property do tax. <laughs> Excuse me. No, I don't have property tax any. Uh, no, when I'm 64, 65, I won't have property tax. That's with the state of Alaska and the borough. At 65. I can go exempt on on my residential property for taxes. It's just such as now, as 60 years old, part of my longevity for being here, I have free hunting and fishing license that I haven't applied for. That works. Yeah. Uh, for the people that are, are avid sportsmen, uh, if you want to do two trips a week and you have three days off, there's all kinds of opportunity, summer and winter, to get out and enjoy our wilderness. My office, the view out my office window, but my office is in a Freightliner. My, uh, people pay thousands of dollars to come up and <laughs> see the view. They, they come up on And you're making buses. thousands of dollars to be able to experience that view. And as, as a driver for as many years as I have, I, I see past it. I, I don't even notice it really anymore. It's funny, we were talking about the same thing, weren't we? What? That uh, yeah, you become inured to the uh, yeah. We see a lot of tourists pres- come up here, and you see them as ooh and on. And I was the same way when I got up here with yeah. ooh and on, but now it's like oh yeah, oh yeah, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, but it, it's the most beautiful office window to look out of that you ever want. Well, that road is definitely different than it was when you first started. Yes, it is. It's, it's definitely a different bird. It, it's, 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 it's a totally different personality it's now. It's probably better in a lot of yes. regards, but it's still a lot of steep grades, real quick. Uh, the steep grades are the ones that you... Wintertime is difficult because it's dark all the yes. time. Yes. 
Yes. Summertime, like now, it's just nonstop light. You don't know when it's on. Exactly. And go, go, go. Uh, but even in the summer, on the 4th of July, I have spun out on our Attigan Pass. I've had to put chains on. I've listened to people on the radio. Anybody got a set of chains I can use? They took mine off last <laughs> week because I didn't think I needed them. And it's, yeah, I got another set. Let me get my first set on, and I'll come up there and give you my second set. Yeah. Uh, but that's the way it works. When you leave town uh, and you leave the truck stop there at five miles out of town, after that, even though there's about six or eight different companies driving the road, you'd better be willing to be a coworker with everybody you meet. Yeah, it gets pretty lonely. It's not like it the lower does. 48, you run into the trucks nonstop, and they, nobody cares about nobody. Yeah, nobody cares about nobody down there. Up it's, here, everybody's kind of dependent upon everybody else. Because you, you know, you're yeah. going to freeze to death. Stop and help somebody who needs help. It, exactly. Because pretty soon you're going to be the one that's going to be stopped, and you're hoping somebody stops and helps yeah, you out. Yeah, don't, don't yeah. blow on by them, for heaven's sake. It's definitely a different world. So well, that's, that's pretty good. That kind of sums up everything we're trying to do mm -hmm. here and, and a whole lot of other information I'll probably pick your brain about on another podcast. Okay, that, that'll be fine. I a whole bunch of this. Uh, just make out, get your questions. I, if I don't have the answer for it, <laughs> I'll give you an answer. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a list of questions I'm going to pump you with next time. No, that, that'll on work. That and I'll be more than happy to, to sit down here and... And just have a visit. I gotta have my coffee and donut, though. Yeah, <laughs> coffee. Come on, I gotta have my donut. <laughs> oh, that's right. I already got it around my. So you got, you got a set of doubles. You'll be running on the key night now. Yes, I am. And it's uh, it's down on the pavement. It's it's a little easy. Going it, it's it. it's easier on the body. <laughs> it's a lot lighter on on the wallet. But you know, you offset one for the other. And well, we should hurry up and get it done with because we got a whole bunch of demob we got to do out of Coldfoot. And we got a whole bunch of mobin we got to do down on the, on to Paxson. Paxson. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I know. I mean, there's four trucks right there, so that works. And you guys, if, if listening to this, hopefully you're well rounded where you can do flatbed, belly dump, side dump, low boy. And we're not against training people. It sounds like no. you're just trying to find somebody who can carry themselves. Exactly. It's pretty self-reliant. Uh, I think com we were talking this morning in the in in safety meeting. It was, it's it's yes. common sense. Common sense, common sense, common sense. That's what a lot of I it mean, is. I mean, a lot of guys really want to improve their life and go try a challenge yes. and stuff. Well, that's fine. I don't have a problem with participating in that. But if you can carry yourself. And the guys who apply, as long as they can carry themselves. If you, you know, you, you, I, it's one thing for a guy to come up and try to overprove himself, mm -hmm. but he needs to know what he's doing. Yes. And you know, you, you've got a ton of experience. You can shift the truck. You'll, 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 you'll get by if you're willing to learn and listen. Right. We have several drivers today that are, they've, they've got years driving truck, but they still ask questions. How do you go about doing this? And what's the safe the way to this do way? this? How's the road here? How's the road and there? What should we do? To, to address this. And how do we... That's, the, that's one of the bigger problems that we have is, is if we get some guys that don't ask questions, 
we do so much. We do it all. We actually do it all. That's from, it. From heavy haul to from equipment to, to LTL, LTL to flatbedding your tankers, right. your bulkers, your not and very many vans. And, and the so. problem is, is it, we don't do many. Yeah, that's true. We don't. No, do we don't do vans. But the thing is, you're you're going to be doing something different, or have the opportunity to do something different all the time. Some guys that can't do it or don't want to do it or can't do it, right. they'll just come out and tell you, and I don't have any experience in that. And those are the guys that I like to work with. Those are the guys that want to look, right. be honest, be upfront. Yeah. Let's do this together. Do you want to do it? Do you want to try? Sure. Then let's do go. Do you want to do the flatbed work? Then we'll get you if a you're flat better, on. Or if you need some more, you know, you don't, you only have X amount of years or, right. or, or X amount of whatever experience in flatbedding, so be it. We'll and work with If you. I hear one more person that tells me they're a logger and got you can drive all these roads, give me a break. Yeah. You can drive? Great. Now, are you willing to learn how to drive? A listen? So yeah, you can do it properly the way we want it. That's a different story. Yes, it is. And that's that's and what we're looking the, for. To, to drive it properly, the way that, that we do it, is all because of safety aspects of the road. I mean, we can get into the, the yeah. whole thing where it's we run cameras on all of our trucks. We film every one of our trips going north. Right. And we track them all. A lot of guys are, we don't want that, via, you know, don't be invading my privacy and stuff when, in fact, uh, those cameras are what's actually that, saved more guys banking. That's too uh, bad. We have cameras and we that, have tracking that's what devices. We do. We do. If we, that's an issue for... We track the truck from A to A Z. B. We can we can track anywhere around the globe. Yes. And we so we can we can track the truck nonstop, and we do that for safety issues, too. And so the tracking and the cameras, and, and we just, we don't, we don't, Number one policy. What's our number one policy? Slow down. <laughs> what's the number one policy on the Dalton? What's our no? What's my number one rule on the Dalton? Oh, thirty-five mile an hour. No, you, thirty-five mile, mile an hour. When you're meeting somebody. When you're meeting somebody, thirty, thirty-five miles an hour. No faster. That's a written company policy. Yes, it you is. You sign a paper when you. There go to are work times though that as you come around the corner that. It's inevitable. You're going to meet somebody and... You're going to be highballing it. You're going to be moving on. Because you know the road. They're going to be moving on. They're moving. It's like, oh my. And nobody wants to touch their brakes because you start... How about when off. you're running for a hill? You go. You go. You, you own go. that hill. You own it. That's your... Yeah. But if you're cruising... Then all of a sudden, the thing called common sense takes over. If you're cruising along, you're in the flats, you see a truck coming, slow down. Right. Slow down, slow down, right. slow down. I mean, if you can see them coming from a quarter mile away, get down there to... 20, 25, 20, yep. or even stop. Right. Depending well, on road conditions. Okay. Thank you, Earl. You bet. Appreciate it. Bye. Anytime. We'll be, we'll be in touch on some other stuff. I'm going to give a list of questions for you there. And you bet. We'll get you on the next one. Okay. Thanks. I get to go trucking now? Go trucking.